0: Do we keep this? Three,
1: two, one. Hi. <laughs> hey. I
0: Hi. Change. For a change, I'm not going to come in laughing. There's just and no And I'm not going to
1: sing. I'm not going to sing it. Okay.
0: We're trying to. Whoa. I'm sitting today. I
1: couldn't help it.
0: I'm sitting today. How about that sting? So Is it
1: affecting your flow? Sitting?
0: No, I like it. I feel like a sportscaster today and I'm not a sports guy. I'm wearing a Over to you, Sean.
1: <laughs> How did it go in the hurdles?
0: That's exactly what Did I they meant. make it over a, the bar? I'm a specifically hurdle hurdle expert. Brought in only for one event every limit. <laughs> Whoa, look at him clear that hurdle. Oh!
1: He made it over the little post. Nailed it. (laughs) See you next year, Sean Patrick. Thank you for coming out.
0: Wouldn't that be a dream job, (laughs) be fast?
1: (laughs) You know, with the back to school starting and COVID symptoms and testing facilities, I feel like I've been over some hurdles this week.
0: You are, and you're clearing them all. Take it from an expert. Happy to report,
1: COVID free.
0: Yay. Okay, well, wait, can we stop for a sec? Good morning, Lindsay. Fellow marketeer. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Sean Patrick. How are you?
0: I'm great. Great. I'm great. I'm sitting down. I literally have a my. I take my watch off because I have a panic client freaking out right now, and I'm like, I'm sorry. What did you say? Do you see I'm it like vibrating
1: time. off your desk? No,
0: I'm not that stupid. What is it? What's your What's your saying?
1: My favorite saying is, "Don't confuse my free time with availability."
0: Oh, that's going that's can... going on instagram <laughs> can we talk should about i how drop instagram- this mic <laughs> no no <laughs> uh lindsey i'm going through the expenses and we have four mics um i keep dropping them because
1: that's the kind of little bombs good. we like to drop on this thing
0: yeah you're more about say it bombs. one more
1: time don't
0: confuse, don't confuse my free time my free time with availability (laughs) oh god that's a video piece right there sorry audio fans
1: i'm sorry we're waiting to get back into a podcast studio there's not much i can do about it at this time
0: let's vaccinate those kids canada come on right
1: yes yes okay
0: all right so i'm really excited i'm really excited because we're going to talk about something that you know both of us are very excited about but i definitely teased the entire season to be something we're going to talk about and that is brand purpose but not just brand purpose something specific about purpose so that everyone can kind of chime in on this whole trend going on in our industry and the term is what is it lindsay
1: purpose washing
0: Purpose washing. Can you make it clear? Can you say it again so the people in the back can hear?
1: Purpose washing. <laughs> Should I turn up my microphone? Because
0: is it no? You just, you just because I lips. dropped
1: it with my last bomb.
0: <laughs> no, you went. Purpose washing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Purpose washing. Hadn't heard it. Lindsay shared it with me. I, I pretty much figured it out pretty soon. I'm a little done with the washing term, but it is a valid argument. I was just going to say,
1: we love us a good washing, don't we? We talked, we talked, we spoke about woke washing in season one.
0: We just like to hop
1: on a good wash.
0: Yeah. So let's hop on the purpose washing bandwagon, which you're not supposed to do, except for purpose washing. (laughs) And Lindsay, tell us, I think you're a little spiced up about this. Yes?
1: Yeah, I am a little spiced up. So... So into my uh, beautiful inbox came an article from Ad Age magazine. The title is Beware of Purpose Washing and Other Takeaways from ANA's Masters of Marketing, which is a, a conference or a live event that they had. So I'm like, okay, interesting. I love the term purpose washing and we talk about brand purpose all the time. So what the headline was pointing out was that a lot of their speakers were really talking about brand purpose and really drilling that home throughout this event And so it led them to kind of bring forward that notion of like beware of purpose washing, the fact that everybody's talking about it and jumping on this bandwagon and making sure that it's right for you. So I shared this article with Sean. I'm like, we need to talk about purpose washing because we talk about brand purpose all of the time. And it's definitely not something that we're promoting that people just jump on from like a purpose washing kind of standpoint, but that you do it in a way that works well for you. So I'm like, hey, can we talk about this? Um, And then I tasked Sean with digging deeper into what purpose washing is First, before I share some other kind of stats and things, so do you want to share with us, Sean, what you found? Yeah.
0: So with that, Lindsay gave me my homework, and I did a little bit, and I have a few pieces. But the piece that I thought the most compelling was from 2016. I'm taking my hat off because I'm just sweating too much. Uh, 2016. Imagine. So, and it's titled. It's from Advisorpedia, which means it's not an industry mag. It's it's literally uh, a publishing platform for advisors, like business advisors, financial advisors, strategic advisors. Hmm. So it's really at a business level. And it says purpose washing. Let's say that again. Purpose washing. It is hard to say three times fast.
1: Purpose washing.
0: Purpose washing. Purpose washing. washing. Thank you for proving it. Purpose washing and how to avoid it. Um, I just took a quick excerpt from uh, the article. It's good. Solid. It's got a tidy three which if you're a fan, you understand Lindsay appreciates a tidy three. So you're welcome, Lindsay. Um, Thank you very much. We'll, we'll definitely post the link. It's by Haley Boning. Um, it says cause washing, green washing, pink washing. So it validated my tiredness of washing, but it, hey, it, it, it gets the point across. So I'm not going to diss it, Lindsay. I really appreciate it. So when they talk about all these terms, they say all monikers developed to describe an age old business tactic. Lindsay's going to like this word too, inauthenticity. And in some cases, bold faced deception in the name of profitability. Yes. What do you think? <laughs> yes. She doesn't have much. Preach. Have. Preach girl. Yes. 2016. Okay. At a business strategy investment standpoint. So that was really mm-hmm. interesting. Um, how to avoid this. Says, ask the author, before you use your purpose for external marketing, look inward and follow these three, tidy three, if I may paraphrase.
1: Okay, so, what are they? What are the tidy three? Take you off my glasses one. so I can really get in here.
0: Uh-oh. What step one. <laughs> you look great. That's a great angle for you. All right, step one understand the difference between articulating a purpose and living it. I think it's called story doing. I had to, I had to. Okay. Lindsay, you have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> she has great. experience. I'm trying to
1: give you your space to. No, I, I want to hear it.
0: I want to hear a partner. Understand the difference between articulating a purpose and living it.
1: Okay. So who wrote this? What is her name?
0: Haley Boning.
1: Thank you, Haley. Right? Exactly. Exactly. What I loved
0: is just and I'm almost done. This is not communications. This is not
1: a marketing thing. This is not a marketing
0: thing. This is not marketing. And I think, Lindsay, you shared a little bit of experience last time we talked where um, when we were talking about National Day of Truth and Reconciliation for Truth and Reconciliation. Um, where you just sort of like, mm, I have some clients that I'm not exactly sure have the right approach, but we'll see. Yeah. So it's that idea of it's, it's you're coming to marketing to solve a problem. And marketing may not be where you should start. Would you agree, Lindsay?
1: I don't even think it's to solve a problem. I think you're turning to marketing to highlight yourself as an amazing brand, but be an amazing brand first. And then communicate well, the, the amazing things that you do,
0: you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like the problem isn't that you don't, you ha- you can't articulate your purpose, which will often come to marketing for, is that you're not living one. Therefore, how do you articulate something that's not there?
1: And perhaps you haven't even defined it, which is totally okay. Yeah, and it's like okay. when these- when there's so much brand purpose chat going on, you're kind of just like, well, talk about our purpose. And it's like, I don't even actually know the heart of what our purpose is. So like, that's where you start.
0: Yeah. And I think it's just that bad habit of thinking something like that is a low hanging fruit. Right. Okay. The top three things we're going to do this year is, you know,
1: talk about our, our brand don't purpose have.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and sell more dish tabs.
0: And that's why Lindsay and I are never invited to those C-level meetings. I'm just saying. I'm always invited. Oh, uh, all right. Well, let me know sure. how they are. Do you get like free coffee <laughs> and cookies? Or is I think it you caviar get, like, Don't you
1: get like Porsches? And you get a Porsche and you get a Porsche.
0: You get a Porsche. Oh, we're back to Boston. All right. <laughs> step two, align everything in your organization, not just your external positioning, with your purpose. Align everything in your organization, not just your external positioning, with your purpose.
1: Which I think is actually a really important point, too, because what I'll talk about a little bit later is not only the value of brand purpose for customers and sales, it's also for stakeholders and employees. And so when you look at it's, it's aligning more for all them. Of the pillars, yeah, all the pillars of your business towards running towards this purpose that you've all defined and rallied around, and everyone feels that they're doing well other than just, again, maybe selling dish tabs, it's like that's more what it's for, is that.
0: Absolutely. And I think, you know, any any of the, the sort of advice or observations we make today, I think is really directed at newer companies, especially with, you know, the epidemic and everything. There have been companies that have seen huge success, huge growth, right? That have gone from say small business or midsize, and, and they're really on that curve. Now is the time to kind of pause and make sure, don't change. You should be doing it. It's just to capture what you're where your purpose is best served and guess what folks it doesn't have to be charitable I think that's where people get confused this is not your your corporate social responsibility this is not your CSR strategy that's just but as Lindsay would say that's just table stakes it's about this is an opportunity for you to really create a brand around the company and what the company currently does what it believes mm-hmm. number three Tardiest of them all. I can't engage wait. all <laughs> engage all your stakeholders in your purpose. So said don't that
1: what I just said
0: I think I love you know this
1: person who wrote this article. I a hundred percent agree. Again, it's more for stakeholders, investors, employees, as much as it is for customers.
0: More. It's like that's I think the real struggle, right? Is to say if you're pivoting your whole organization for the sake of an external stakeholder, meaning sales, engagement, all those measures, um, it's short-lived and you're, you're constantly going to be playing that tactical game, seeing it as a low-hanging fruit. And it's that idea that make you have to make that pivot from being like, is what we do something we do for our customers or is it something we do to contribute to society? And that could be, you know, comfortable socks, Uh, you know, putting a smile on a face. It's, it's those little things. It's about, you know, and I think McDonald's does a great job with that or Amazon. So it's, it's these subtle things that no one thinks about. If someone says, when I say this brand, what do you think? It, it, It should contribute to sort of the emotional side of it. Not that, well, that's not our message right now. It should always resonate in some almost indirect subconscious way. Cause that's what a brand does. It can, if it, if it truly has a purpose and it really lives it, it's just like a close friend. Why are they your best friend? Because I love them. Because they're fun. They're not specific. Because I love the way that they, you know, uh, promote and engage and blah, blah, blah. It's that really personal. And we always say the brand is your tool to create a connection with consumers and the world on a much deeper level than a product can.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I just came up with a really
1: bad analogy in my mind. Oh, please. (laughs) And I'm not great with analogies. It's kind of like if you're trying to lose weight for a wedding, you're losing weight for a wedding. It's a superficial cause. It's a one-off event, kind of like a campaign.
0: If you are the day after, and what happens the day after the wedding?
1: What happens the year later when it's all gone and you've gained twenty pounds? It's the if you're trying to lose weight, to be healthy, to live a healthier life, to <coughs> live longer, to be there for your family, to enjoy all of the riches that life has to provide, that's when it sticks long term. That's the purpose of your life. It's the same as the purpose of your brand. You can't do a purpose campaign. And go back to your shoddy old ways afterwards. It's a blip on the radar. It's got to be at the heart of everything that you do and, and fulfilling that greater purpose of what you're trying to achieve.
0: So now, Lindsay, it's all yours.
1: Well, the other part of this conversation for me, and, and this is more for like our marketing fans, our like brand management <laughs> fans, our you know strategy and agency pals out there that, who are trying to work with brands and you even trying to work with your own brand to move forward brand purpose. This isn't saying, Hey, you should only do brand purpose. If you have a grandiose, you know, huge ambition to change the world. And if you can't do that, then you should never try and do anything brand purpose. It's about figuring out what's right for you. And that Brand purpose um, campaigns and advertising and initiatives can actually have really great business impact. So, I think our message is that it's about figuring out the best way to do brand purpose for you and in a way that makes sense for your employees and your stakeholders in your business and how you kind of bring your brand and your company to life. So, what I wanted to share was um, something that I saw in the drum, my favorite. Sean says, I'm a drum correspondent. I may as well be because I love them so much. Um, I saw this article come forward this week. It was uh, posted by Sam Bradley on October 11th, so only a few days ago. Um, The title of it is Peter Field and IPA Purpose Campaigns Drive Customer Acquisition and Market Share. So as part of this purpose washing conversation, I also wanted to give people a little bit of fuel Right. As to say, purpose marketing and purpose at the heart of your company can actually do very well for your business as well. So, is something that needs to be considered and planned for.
0: Yeah. And I think it's a great, it creates that tension to say, we understand why companies may tend to purpose wash. I don't even think they know they're doing it. So, it's just around, yeah, there's pressure around it because it does up performance. It's just about understanding if that's the route you're going to go, what's the best way to go about it? Right.
1: Yeah. And it's more about too that. Um, I've worked for a lot of brands in the past too, where they're like, I know that we need to communicate our brand purpose and we actually do a lot of really great things, but it's the holidays and I need to sell more wrapping paper. So like, that's going to take precedent. And it's kind of like these, immediate short-term initiatives take precedent and take precedent and take precedent because of the environment and trying to drive sales and trying to keep your business going and trying to pay the employees that you have and all of those different pieces. But if you don't take a step back, as you kind of just said, long-term to develop brand purpose and think about the best way to communicate it, you're going to miss out on some of the big advantages that it can actually have for your business. So... I just wanted to share from this article a few key stats, which I'm hoping people kind of take away and use either internally at their companies or with the brands that they work with to help move some of these initiatives forward. This article from The Drum, again, that we'll post in the references, starts with, Brand purpose campaigns drive 15% more market share growth than marketing campaigns that don't focus on purpose, according to new statistics from marketing and advertising researcher Peter Field. So what the research shows, and they've stated some of these stats in this article, I'm hoping that you'll take them away and pull them out for your own strategies to move some brand purpose work forward. But they say, Fields Research estimates that 50% of well-executed brand purpose campaigns helped drive customer acquisition compared to 30% of non-purpose campaigns.
0: So it from an acquisition, that's interesting. Because, sorry to interrupt, because... I wouldn't think of, I'm just, I find acquisition to be such a tactical sort of thing. So that's interesting. That's quite an increase.
1: And it's one of those things that people typically say, like uh, brand purpose campaigns might drive brand love or positive sentiment, but they're relating in this article directly back to customer acquisition, which is a pretty big um, measurement for brand purpose campaigns. Because again, typically, you would just say, "Oh, I love that brand more," but you know, at the shelf, I'm still yeah, going to buy what's on sale. But now people yeah. say they vote with their wallet, right? So they're voting with right. their wallet and actually making purchases from brands that are purpose-driven.
0: Right. Okay. Sorry, that was that's a little shocking to me.
1: Okay, so they also say 41% of well-executed brand purpose campaigns. So not just any <laughs> brand purpose campaign, but well-executed drove a very large, they don't say exact percentages, growth in market share versus 26% of non-purpose campaigns. So I'll just read that again. 41% of well-executed brand purpose campaigns drove a very large growth in market share versus 26% of non-purpose campaigns. And then on the other side, they say (laughs) badly executed purpose campaigns performed (laughs) worse than non-purpose campaigns. So if you do it poorly... It's worse than not doing it at all.
0: Yeah, and I think we've said that many times. That makes perfect sense because whenever a whenever even a product makes a mistake, you know, or there's a bad campaign, it's the brand that suffers. And the direct correlation with a brand's sort of success and the measure of success is market share, right? So that makes perfect sense to me. But like you said, Lindsay, it's about you know there's a there's a qualitative sort of factor there, which is well executed.
1: And there's been, you know, so many conversations over the last 10 years where it's like, well, I can't prove that brand love drives market share. Well, you actually can, you know, there's ways to do it. And a lot of people are figuring it out. So it's not to say you can't figure it out. It's time to actually start figuring it out.
0: And the other thing is, one thing we all know is since the pandemic, um, brands like loyalty is completely fickle. Consumers are, are, you know, are, are switching, brand switching is happening for totally different reasons. So it's that whole reasoning why you were so busy last year, I think, and this year, right, is brands are kind of going, oh, crap, we have to fight for their loyalty now, harder than we mm-hmm. ever have, which right. is good for consumers. Yeah, it's good. <clears throat>
1: So then Field goes on to say, I think exactly as well, you know, we agree. It says, when brand purpose is done well, it can be incredibly effective, but to be good, there are particular learnings to observe. And then they say, what these findings show is that we shouldn't dismiss brand purpose out of hand. As we see here, there can be considerable benefits for companies in deploying brand purpose campaigns, both for engaging their own employees stakeholders, and investors, as well as for driving customer sales. So again, they state those things before sales, employees, stakeholders, and investors, um, as well as driving customer sales. And then they say when it is done well, when it is genuine and credible, brand purpose can be very
0: powerful. And I think there's an interesting point there. kind of marries with me pulling from the advisorpedia, is when we talk about those smaller businesses that have seen tremendous growth, understand strategically that brand purpose can multiply your value um, when done right mm-hmm. over time. So don't ignore it. And if you've been ignoring it, don't rush it, but that's it's, it's a key multiplier of a value of a company when, when you've, right. you've got a purpose-aligned organization.
1: Right. He also found that purpose campaigns typically pull in more media coverage, amplifying their messaging and help um, helping to boost employee satisfaction. So there's other things get, that can be picked up because of brand purpose stories and the way that you tell the story and the different type of messages that you put out there, kind of in contrast to, say, a promotion or something like that around a specific campaign or event. Um, And then lastly, he also points out that improving environmental and social governance performance can satisfy other stakeholders such as suppliers, distributors, and investors. So again, depending on what your purpose is and how you communicate the impact of that, you can definitely satisfy other areas of your business and people who are looking at your business as well, like suppliers and investors. So again, we'll share this article in the notes for reference Um, But I think the whole point of us kind of bringing this forward in combination with the purpose washing is to say, you know, beware of purpose washing, don't jump on any bandwagons. But when you actually explore it and you do it well, there are some really great results that you can achieve from it. So very important um, metrics to take away as you're thinking about putting together your case as to why you should do more brand purpose.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, I, I do want to close with one thing uh, that I found that was really mm. great. It's a particular line. Um, it's from the message. I love uh, the, the message. message.ca, a wonderful publication uh, in April, 2021. It's called how to build a brand with purpose while avoiding mm. purpose washing. Yeah. And it's, oh, from, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. And it's from uh, Bleu Blanc rouge out of Toronto at their Montreal. They're originally a, a Montreal agency. Uh, definitely cool. one to watch, but Um, To quote Chris Dastashen, who's a creative director who closes with, does purpose always have to be about social consciousness? I don't think so. One of my favorite examples from more than 120 years ago is the Michelin guide. A tire company not only invented the idea of traveling for pleasure, that was invented. Can you believe that? 120 years ago. People never
1: thought to travel for pleasure before.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't traveling for the sake of traveling. It was going someplace to do something.
1: Interesting. Uh, But it's
0: so funny. They say, uh, not only invented the idea of traveling for pleasure while wearing out their tires, uh, it championed the importance of of experiencing the wider world around us. And let's be honest, it's a tire company that sets the highest rating of of restaurants at a global level right? Interesting. That's like, I'm doing it.
1: Well, that's what it is, right? It's like, it's not buy more tires. It's like, what is the benefit to tires in your life? And exploring that purpose and bringing that purpose forward. That's the emotional benefit.
0: Yeah. 120 years ago, like there it is folks. Dang. And it's not, they have their Michelin man. It's just one piece of their brand right? And it's arguably a bigger brand through its purpose than it is as a a tire manufacturer. They close with, today, virtually every talk-worthy brand that's being born has purpose at its core. The entire world is being held accountable for its actions, and brands are no exception. It's about time. That's awesome.
1: Imagine sitting in an interview at Michelin and being like, do you like to make tires? And you're like, I mean, who likes to make tires? It's can't be the most the best day to day.
0: Polarizing.
1: <laughs> you know, but when they say, Do you want to help people explore the world? And you're get like, people, Yes,
0: I do. Yeah. You want you to know? get people to the no, places they want to be?
1: Yeah. That's what we do.
0: And it's that simple. You know, it it comes back to why they they manufacture tires but it's a why right. it's not just to make money it's to get people to use their product as a means to explore the world and to
1: make their lives better yeah thank you from the message I love that
0: I'm so glad I held it back and didn't share with you so I could do that mic drop <laughs> well that was a good one and we got to yeah. talk about what I love most purpose washing. Purpose washing. No, I don't love purpose washing. (laughs) Brand purpose. Done right. (laughs) Brand purpose. Well executed.
1: Take that away. Is that our latest tattoo on the forehead? Brand purpose. Well executed.
0: You're running out of room. I guess it's me because I have a very large forehead that goes all the way back to the back of my head. So follow me on
1: Instagram. Girl with the forehead tattoos.
0: (laughs) It long. <laughs> Have a great two weeks, everybody, and go find your purpose.
1: Go find your purpose. Okay, chat soon. On
0: purpose. Bye.
1: <laughs> find your purpose on purpose.
0: Oh, that's a good one. I'm tattooing that on my forehead. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it.
1: New episodes launch every two weeks, so be sure to subscribe to the Two Marketeers podcast wherever you like to listen.
0: Or go to thetwomarketeers.ca and connect with us.
1: That's the the2marketeers.ca. Spell it out.
0: We are everywhere.
1: The Two Marketeers podcast.
0: This podcast is... Over.